a patron of Entertainment Landfill. Go to patreon.com slash landfill for details. Entertainment Landfill is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Thank you. Television, pop culture. It's where you find it. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I am the Jstrom, and welcome to another edition of ETL Daily. Hello. <laughs> it's great Hello. to be here to talk about film, television, pop culture, and all that kind of stuff. I don't do the show alone. I also do it with Stephen the Pop Culture Zealot. Hey, what's happening? Hello, Stephen. We also have here Mulberry Bill, the Mulberry Historian. Greetings and salutations. Hello, Bill. I don't know why I always have to do the hellos as like my bad, like, hello. Hello, I'm Cockney. Hello, hello! I just been oh, sweep your chimney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Fantastic. It's going. It's great to be here. It's been a pretty good week, man. I've had uh, good times and great wine. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. First of all, like, <laughs> I know this is funny because, like, forever, I'm talking about years, I've been entering these smartphone contest oh my god yeah a damn smartphone i mean constantly like all the time but it finally happened this week i won a smartphone and i was like so happy dude i was like um it was the kind of thing where it's like uh you could win this phone. Just tell us how you would review it and uh, your reasons for wanting the phone, what you do with it, etc. And, you know, I had this is the funny thing is I'd been wanting the phone because, you know, let's face it, Bill, uh, spec. I'm a spec whore. When you like when you read about phones or their uh, their processors or their RAM or just like TVs, you read the pixel technology or whatever. You're just like, Oh man, that sounds awesome. I want that. Absolutely. And I'd been reading all about this Asus Zenfone, uh, the Zenfone two. It had like this 64 bit processor with, uh, a four gigabytes of RAM. I was like, Oh dude, that sounds awesome. Does it have a decent battery? And it said it is a 3000 uh, milliamp battery or whatever it's called. Do you know what that stands for? The MAH milla something. But anyway, I was like, Oh, that sounds pretty good. So I really was like, my whole thing now is I don't want to buy an on contract phone. Yeah. Again. Nobody does. I think this phone was like over $600, nearly $700. Whoa. And you pay like $20 a month or whatever. Right. I don't want to do that shit anymore. This phone is, uh, I think, four years old now. That's just what happens. You you buy a phone that way, you're not getting a new one for a while. Uh, And it's not even about that, getting a new phone. It's just that... um, Let's face it. Phones get outdated just like computers do. Right. Right. 
just uh, around the corner, you know, you'll have it for a year and you'll see the new, like this new Galaxy S6 phone with these yeah, even better laugh stats. Because I've got the S3 now. Yeah. Oh, you've got that old dinosaur. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Like yeah. The S6 and is coming out. It's got a glass back on it now. Does it have an edge? Uh, yeah, and they've got the, the it's the Galaxy X6 edge where it's curved on the sides. Yeah. And it's all fancy. And you could go out and get that phone, Stephen, if you wanted to pay uh, like $5 million, $700 for it. Those things scare me, the whole edge phone thing. I just don't, like, I don't want an edge on my phone. Yeah. I drop it too often. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But my, I really like this whole thing with unlocked phones, like the OnePlus One phone. And now the Asus Zen phone, the idea of having a phone unlocked, which means you don't have to buy it from your carrier, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, or whatever. You buy the sucker, and you just stick your SIM in it, and you're good to go. Uh, and it's not like um, it's not like a mid-range phone. It's got really good specs on it, like an Elite phone would, you know, like a $600 phone. Yeah. So... Um, Part of the technology on this Asus phone is the it's got a 13 megapixel camera with this uh, Owl Vision technology where you can actually take pictures in the dark, like infrared ooh. technology kind ooh. of. Kind yeah. Of. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And so, like, I was like, "Oh, dude, that's awesome!" So I was trying to think of how I could possibly um, get the attention. How I could uh, possibly trick up my pitch of what I would do with this phone. And just out of nowhere, I was like, oh, I could use it for my ghost chasing and Sasquatch hunting hobby. (laughs) And uh, anyway, the kind of thing happened where it said, you know, I follow it on Facebook. And it said, uh, read the list of winners here. And I was like, oh, I don't want to look. This sucks, man. I know I didn't. Because, you know, I never win anything. So... I look, and I swear, literally, the very last name, like, <laughs> out of this list of names, the very last one was mine. I was like, huh? Who's it? Ah! You know, like, sort of, like, jumping around, like Daffy Duck or something. I was like, oh, hell yeah. It's amazing. And, and then what's funny is, you know, I remembered to the last time I won something. of The ColecoVision? The ColecoVision, something I really wanted and I won it uh, when I was like ten. <laughs> it's been a while, so. But I'll never forget. You're wait, overdue. I'll never forget. After I won, you have to send the card in, right? Snail mail. And oh, I'm that's like, right. I'm like checking the mail the next day, and my dad's like, well, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, I want to see if my Caligo Vision came out." He goes, "Chase, we mailed it yesterday. It's going to take six to eight weeks tops." I was like, six to eight weeks? Like That's like eight weeks? That's like two months. He goes, yeah. It's going to take like two months, maybe even longer. Your best thing to do is to forget all about it. Just forget it. Put it out of your head. One day it's going to show up and it's going to be like Christmas. But until then, just put it out of your mind. Just forget about it. Don't check the mail every day and all that. You'll know when it gets here. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be here for at least two months. I'm just thinking, oh, well, I don't even remember what time of year it was, but it's like, you know, when you're a kid, two months, you say two months, you might yeah. as well say two years. That's your retirement <laughs> Yeah. It's just like break. that. Oh, I'm going to be like uh, 16 years old by the time it gets here. It's yeah. like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'll already be out of high school. And I still have a vivid memory because uh, 
uh, in California is where I lived at the time. We lived in this weird kind of, I don't even know what you go. It was like a weird town home where it's one house, two house, three houses, kind a of duplex. vertical. And you go, you go down a steep driveway and there's like three garages. And, you know, the, the very last one was our house. I remember walking down that long, steep driveway. It was kind of like downhill to get home. Oh. And I could see down way at the bottom on our porch was this brown wrapped package. And I was like... Oh my god! I started like running <laughs> full speed down the sloped hill, like whoa! You know, sort of like crash through the front door with the, like a silhouette <laughs> shape of my body on it. But oh, it was yeah. like ripping it open, and you know, I gotta hook it up, Dad. How do I help me hook this up? And I remember playing uh, Donkey Kong, and you know, it inevitably happens. When do I get to play? Oh, uh, this is my ColecoVision, Jason. You gotta share with your sisters. Fine. You, they didn't enter the contest. And, you know, a Donkey Kong, I'm playing it. You know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's a lot easier than the actual coin-op game, which is hard as hell. And, you know, Vanessa gets on. It's like, you're just dying constantly. He's just like, God, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vanessa, you got like seven turns. Can I have it back now? No, you play it for a long time. That's because I don't die instantly. You know, Jason, oh, fine. And, uh, but it was good times. That was an exciting time. So I, when I'm basically what I'm getting at is I'm going to have to forget about when the phone arrives and just one day it'll show up. <laughs> yeah. Are they, um, uh, have they verified your information and all that already? Yeah. Yeah. I immediately got an email and, uh, the guy was really cool. And he, uh, said that basically ASUS sends it to them and then he sends it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, this is going to take forever, isn't it? <laughs> it's coming from Taiwan. Yeah, but I was I was planning on buying the phone anyway. Like, I actually check Google every other day or so for the U.S. release date because I'm excited about it. And oh, and there's are you going to get it pre-U.S. release? or? Uh, yeah, the whole idea is I uh, am reviewing it. Like I, Oh, that's it, awesome. Like, I will... Uh, talk about how i'm using it during the day battery life what i think of the camera and stuff like that that's sweet it's gonna be very cool something i've always thought would be fun to do you know when you read tech reviews you're like oh man it'd be so much fun to do that to review stuff but i'm really excited about it um so i think it'd be really oh, cool. that's awesome Way to go. I'll hide in Thanks, the bushes man. and you can take a picture of me and say I'm a Sasquatch well, or something. Yeah, or put yeah, a there you on go. ghost footage. Ghost footage <laughs> running through the house. You should put a sheet on baby. I have to be careful. You have to be careful in the south putting a sheet on. Oh, well, just in the, in the house. Yeah. Don't do it outside. <laughs> in the privacy of your own home. Well, guys, I want to talk about different news right now. Entertainment news. First, let's get get out the, uh, you know, we always have to deal with some picture, like a picture of somebody and something, and it's all over the internet, and this week it was Jamie Bell as The Thing in the Fantastic Four. Did you see that still of The Thing? That wasn't yeah. Jamie Bell. That was a CGI creature. Right, right. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's not in a suit or anything. Like, uh... Um, uh, the guy, Vic Mackey, Michael Chiklis, he was in a suit. 
Yeah. Oh God, that was awful. And it yes, it looks awful. That was awful. The thing that why can't they get this right is the thing has this cool rock brow on his head. Right. Like yeah. he's got a rock eyebrows. And it looks really cool. And even in the the new one, they don't do the rock no. There's brow. no. He looks like a large rock baby. Yeah. Why can't they do the rock brow? The only thing, maybe it's early on and he isn't sculpted yet, and they'll add the rock brow. I hope because he looks weird without a rock brow. Yeah, it's like a no facial expression. Yeah, it makes yeah. it more expressive when you simple. have that. And I remember in the the. Uh, the Fantastic Four movies we already got. It was like, ah, uh, he just doesn't look right. Stop showing him. <laughs> i never forget the Christmas that my dad and I decided that we would buy each other gifts. And uh, what did I mention? Uh, he just, as an extra, he threw in one of the Fantastic Four films. I remember opening it going, oh, thanks, Dad. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Great movie. On Blu-ray, uh, nonetheless. My oh. my cousin always gets me some kind of Blu-ray, and I'm always like, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, cool. And I can't remember what it was last time. Poptopolis. Oh, no. I remember. Oh, I <laughs> I think I remember now. Yeah, Papa Topless. I'd be like, dude, awesome. I've seen this. Hey, excellent choice. It was, uh, I believe, Aeon Flux on Blu-ray. Oh. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Charlie's Theron. My All chair right. in the living room is kind of wobbly. I could use this. So just stuff it <laughs> under the leg right there. <laughs> I wouldn't even use that as a coaster. I'd be embarrassed to have it out. <laughs> It's like, oh, I am Flux. Yeah, I got really good reviews. Hey, <laughs> no, you're it so did. thoughtful. Yeah. Do you hate me? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> it's like the time uh, uh, my mom's boyfriend's mother gave me uh, cologne in my Christmas bag. And I was like, do I stink? <laughs> like, what kind of what, cologne was it? Do you remember? Was it uh, Yoop or Jupe or something like that? Oh, it was, yeah. You know, basic like pharmacy shit. It'd be nice if it was like Stetson old spice or, or yeah. Spice. Oh my god, I would, or or English leather. Ah, an or aqua velva man. Canoe. <laughs> High karate. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, now here uh let's talk about this. Star Wars is now digital, you guys. You can buy it <laughs> on the Google Play Store, iTunes, right? Voodoo. Yeah, the voodoo that you do, I, you probably purchase it on Xbox that, or that no one does. The voodoo that no one does. <laughs> yeah, the only time I ever used voodoo was one free movie. And yeah, I, same here. And it was Easy A that movie, and I was like, okay, I can delete this app off my PlayStation. I'll never use. <laughs> yeah, it. you know, I I used it too, only because uh, it was the only thing that was available for the ultraviolet copy of a film. Like, I, I got the Blu-ray. My dad wanted to watch it, and I don't trust my dad with Blu-rays. Um, right. So I was like, well, here's the ultraviolet. Oh, let me get this digital copy for you. And we had to use Voodoo. And <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's just, if, no. If, if you want to, in reality, like, DirecTV has video on-demand movies. You could get it that way if it's available. That's probably the easiest way. Right. Sure. If, if I'm going to get a movie on-demand, I'm going to go with DirecTV. If not that, I will get it on Amazon and just watch it on the Xbox, you know? Yeah. That's that's the two places I go to. I don't buy anything on Google Play, any movies, because I'm not going to watch it on my phone, you know? No. Like, what I don't no, understand is... on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Um, 
I don't understand why they're pushing this so hard. Like, I'm seeing commercials, I'm seeing, like, full, like, posters as you walk into Walmart or something. Yeah, like, and it's, it's a like, big deal. Was it in demand? Or would people want that in their iPads? I guess. Does anybody want to pay $99? Yeah, can you buy all of them for $99 is what it was? How much yeah. is, like, Empire? If I want to watch Empire on my phone. <laughs> yeah, and is it the original, like, untouched version? Is it the... Oh, it's... No, no without it's... a doubt, it's the remastered version. Oh, well, then, no. Well, basically... Okay, it's nineteen ninety nine per film or eighty nine ninety nine for all of them. Oh, screw them. I'm not paying $20 for a digital version of Star Wars. Yeah. Couldn't you? I mean, if you were you were savvy, and I know you are, Bill. You, if you had the Blu-rays, you can make them available for your iPad if you wanted. Absolutely, to. yeah. I mean, there's a million programs that does it automatically, Anybody like uh, Handbrake or DVD Fab. You know, things like that. It's yeah. simple. Anybody who's wanted to do that has already done it. I guarantee you. Yeah, I don't need. I just feel like there's movies I'll rent that are like you know in the cloud or whatever, but. I I I couldn't find myself paying ninety nine dollars for three movies I don't want and three movies that I would rather have the original versions for right. or eighty nine dollars. It just I don't get that. I that's a whole lot of money to spend on getting nothing. Honestly, that's true. Star two, you have a bad motivator. Look, I think Disney needs to calm down. <laughs> well, like I now mean, that they got it, they're like, "Oh, how can we monop- you know uh, monetize this out of it. Yeah, immediately?" I don't, I don't blame them for doing it to make extra money. I just as they soon as I done it at a different price point, yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." I'm not interested at all. You know, I don't want to own it that way. So you know? Yeah, maybe ten dollars a movie, fifty dollars for the whole set. That makes a little yeah. more sense for me. How about them on Netflix? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be much better. It's just Star Wars on Netflix forever, and anybody could watch it. Or whatever. I just—that's me assuming everyone has Netflix. You know, they you know, should if they don't. Yeah, everyone should have. Okay, I want to talk about this. Is uh, and when I read this, I just kind of uh, we decided this a long time ago. Is that any Dark Tower news? We just kind of like. Oh, whatever. <laughs> just like, yeah, uh, I just read this. Yeah. That read uh, this Sony has now picked up the Dark Tower uh, wow. to make a film of it. And it's there's apparently... Two, oh, there's two area. studios that I would have said just no to, and Sony's one of them. Right. I, and it's just... There's been so much Dark Tower news in the past uh, where it's going to get made, and then... Uh, people start talking about casting and all of that where it's got to the point where it's like you know what i'm gonna wait until the movie's actually being made Uh, now apparently it's going to be made and uh it said the latest draft of the script which doesn't mean that's going to be it Mm -hmm. you know again you know akiva goldsman and jeff pinkner and you guys know who jeff pinkner is he's the fringe guy yeah um I have no idea. Let's just wait until later on. You know, second name makes me hopeful. First name scares me shitless. Right, and remember, like Akiva Goldsman, I'd always defend him because he did fantastic episodes of Fringe, and I read a lot of uh, Stephen King universe type stuff in Fringe. I, yeah, sure. You know, 
And uh, that's why I was like, oh, he might be good for that. Uh, Jeff Pinkner. I mean, I don't know if this movie is ever going to come out. And I don't know who I'd want to play Roland anymore. You know, remember Javier Bardem and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, the reporting. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I still want to see him with the the bull haircut, like Anton Sugar. And <laughs> well, is, <laughs> is Ron Roland. Howard uh, involved at all anymore or is it not? God, I hope not. Yeah, I don't see that happening. And I uh, right away I saw someone go, uh, Tim Oliphant as Roland, or I'm not watching it. I just think it's funny how people like just take a stand right away. Yeah, they, like, they take well, a stand. Oh, we better cast him right away. I don't then. want to say too much because I've finished all the books, but who Roland is supposed to look like, you know, in the end, well, it's like... You can't... When you first of all, when you're casting a movie, you can't do that. You have to throw a lot of stuff like that out the window. Yeah. Descriptions of characters have to be very loose. I well, think. look at look no, at the, it, the Jack yeah. Reacher film. I mean, Jack Reacher yeah, yeah, is a six foot five they, blonde no, guy. No, it's it has it's very specific. I mean, honestly, what it what it's what he's I'm, supposed what to I'm look saying like. is that won't matter. You know, it, I don't know what I you're talking it about. Does but to the story though. No, yeah, I, I think Steven's actually right. Well, we'll see. They would know. they would have to change it st- sort of significantly. Yeah. Well, don't you think they will? Significantly? I mean, it's a lot I, I, of books. I hate being so cryptic because I know you haven't gotten there. Right, right. But it's it's kind of... Uh... No, I appreciate the, the <laughs> crypticality. Is that a word? The Cryptic-ness. <laughs> Crypticness. Yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, when you adapt something like uh, Bill, like you said Jack Reacher or something, if you go into it very stuck on certain descriptions of the character, you're never going to be happy. If, if, it, no. if it said he was you know seven foot tall and muscle bound... And they brought in somebody else that wasn't seven foot tall, most about. Right. I wouldn't care. But there's this very specific look of the character right. that you really can't. Well, I mean, over- something like the Hob- Hobbits. Actually, you know, they're really short guys. If they would have cast really tall guys and just walked around like normal, it wouldn't make any sense. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about something specific. But it's just, yeah, it's it is very specific. And you no, know, I can't well, be any. I I'm can't just, say anything more than that for you because. Well, just, uh, yes, <laughs> then don't finish reading the books. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll get right on it. <laughs> but well, I, we couldn't say it anyways if people don't want it to be a spoiler. What's funny is I swear, like a couple of uh, maybe a month ago, Bill, we just got done shitting on Sony for the way they've screwed up Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like. Uh, Oh, yeah, have them handle the Dark Tower. <laughs> nah. First of all, we're going to spin off the Dark Tower into like a, a group of villain movie. It's like, what? We're going to have Pennywise in his own movie. It's like, <laughs> Penny, the Pennywise film. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are they doing this? Will stroked out Tim Curry. And I thought of this already. They need to do, Stephen King needs to do this. I thought of this already, where... A lot of characters from his books, he needs to do the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but based on his characters, like get Carrie, get uh, uh, <laughs> get the kid from The Shining, get uh, Firestarter Girl, get the guy from The Dead Zone, and they could be like a superhero team. And they the, all have the, no, well, the, the best would be they all drive Christine. 
<laughs> yeah, they travel <laughs> and also get uh, Christine's the, the mystery machine of this group. The big guy from uh, the Green Mile, he had powers too. Yeah, strange abilities. Also get some Scatman Crothers in there from The Shining. <laughs> but he's the just, he's the uh, the Christine driver. What was that? Oh my God! Uh, in the uh, God. Uh, Duddits. What was it? Is it Duddits in uh, Dreamcatcher? Dreamcatcher. God, that was such oh, a bad God. character. Uh, Duddits. And he's, and he's got powers or whatever. I remember he did something with his finger, didn't he? Or something. He was yeah. like, oh, God, it was. So man, what a bad movie. Just uh, the only thing I hold against Lawrence Kasdan is. Yeah, I was going to say, what was he thinking? <laughs> what were you smoking? It's like, dude, I hadn't made a movie. No, wait. I hadn't made a movie in a long time because, you know, he has a voice like this and. But uh, other than that, I love Lawrence Kasdan. Wow, that film. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's Lord, a man. cluster F if there ever was and one. Tim Oliphant's in that, isn't he? Da- and uh, uh, Damian Lewis. Damian Lewis, uh, uh, Jason Lee, and uh, one other friend. Oh, and Duddits was Donnie Wahlberg, right? Yeah. I'm Duddits. Oh, and Thomas Jane. How can I forget about yeah. Thomas Jane? Yeah. Or Tom Jane. Tom Jane. Tom Jane. So basically, the Dark Tower news. Not excited at all about it. Just wait to hear something just, else about yeah, it. Yeah, just other just speculation. Like, it's like, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> Were you excited over the Deadpool set photos? No, all I saw was the Deadpool on the toilet picture. Oh no, there's. Uh, I guess they're reshooting a scene that they used as the uh, the test reel or something. Oh. And they're, like, shut down a freeway to do it, and they're like, look, there's Ryan Reynolds with his scarred visage. Visage. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I watched that video, and here's the thing. Uh, I think I own, like, one Deadpool comic because of the artist who drew it. I remember I liked his art style and I bought it. But I don't know who Deadpool is. He's, like, a wisecracking assassin, right? Yeah, he's, he's a Rob Liefeld. Uh, didn't he first draw it, or he actually created the character, and then somebody else wrote for it? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it at all. Yeah, it's you know what? I've never been a Deadpool Deadpool fan. Yeah, I just didn't know a lot about him, but it's people are excited about this, and I guess if it's cool, I'll check it out. But all, I watched that you know the, the test reel or whatever it is that they did, and I was like, does he ever shut up? Like I was just, just all the jokes fell flat. It was just forced. He's a wise (laughs) acre. Here's the thing I'm excited about. It's funny when I told Emma uh, about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah. I still have no idea what that is. Okay. uh, We talked about it one time where uh, basically the game is... You're a security guy who works at a Chuck E. Cheese-type pizza place. It's called Freddy Fosbear's. And apparently, at night, the robots come to life, and they walk around uh, scanning the restaurant, and they kill whoever they find in there. So you, as the security guard, has to survive the night by opening and closing certain doors. I mean, it's a very simple point-and-click game, which gets more elaborate with Five Nights at Freddy's 3. Like, now you can actually put a mask on at the right time where they'll scan you and they'll go away. But the whole game is just set up to be jump scares, where if you open a door at the wrong time, you know, as I was, and you go, oh, shit, you know, you're, something like that. But the premise of the game is like, you know, 
Chuck E. Haunted Chuck E. Cheese. And it's not okay. a bad idea. It could be creepy if they do it right, you know? Yeah. And, and it's so funny, you know, because uh, Emma's been obsessed with this game because of how... You know how when you're a kid and something that scares you, you kind of are interested in it, but you're also Absolutely. afraid of it at the same time? Like, she's telling me about Freddy Fazbear's and stuff. And she's like, even this kid at school, they were telling me that there really was a Freddy Fazbear's. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it's real. And it actually, the, the security guard disappeared. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, like... Oh, Emma, this kid is making this shit Yeah. <laughs> or something. Like the story we would tell about Phil Collins in the Air Tonight song. Yeah. Like, he wrote the song because he saw someone kill some kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I picture whoever told her's older brother, like, going, yeah, it's real. Didn't you know that? And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to tell my friends. You know, just picture something like that. And that's how things get created, you know, these urban legends. So Yeah. When Five Nights and Freddy's movie comes out, you know, some kid's going to, you know, this is based on a true story, right? It's based on a <laughs> true story. Showbiz Pizza, everyone was murdered. Rock, fire, explosion. We're all bloodlusting maniacs. I'll never forget in the uh, in uh, the first draft of Laughing Boy, there's clown bot pizza, Stephen. Mm-hmm. He thwarts the clown bots by throwing a bucket of water on the robot. Because that's how you defeat robots. You throw right. water on it and they go, shorts them out. Yep. And they just shut down. Seizes all the gears. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in Fo- if you're in Freddy Fozbears and the robots come after you, throw a bucket of water on them. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> Seized right up. So I told Emma, and I go, uh, so I'll take you to see that. She's like, no. And I was like, come on. You'll be like 12 by then. I still won't want to see it. And I was like, okay. I'm just uh, throwing it out there. Yeah, if you change your mind. <laughs> and there's this, oh, God, I'm so sick of reading crap like this because it's newsworthy. When I get in the uh, the car, sometimes I'll put on EW Weekly Radio or whatever. Mm. And they'll go, uh, Joss Whedon is reporting there's no end credit sequence in the Avengers. And I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. And what? You, that's, that's news? And I read the story already online where he said there's a mid-credit sequence. But there's yeah. nothing at the very end of the film. Or is there? <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah said, or is there? He was like, we couldn't really top the shawarma idea, so there's just nothing in there or whatever. But is that newsworthy, you guys? No. no. Reporting it like a month before the film comes out. Do you guys care that much? No. Yeah, I just was no. like, uh, yeah, just please stop. <laughs> Let's create news where there is no news. It's news. I know. Uh, Bill, what do you think of this Ex Machina movie that's come out? I've heard good and really bad, but it looks it looks gorgeous. Yeah, uh, Alex like I'm, Garland. I'm totally into it. Alex Garland wrote and directed it, right? Yeah, X and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Alex Garland. X Machine or some shit like that. Oh, like God. I would have, oh, I would have died to see his Halo film. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the uh, the the script for the Halo film that was supposed to be directed by um, Neil Blomkamp and. It was based on the uh, Fall of Reach book, which is just such a great book. It's very uh, um, Ender's Game, but still fantastic. Just because of 
uh, money and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. I would have to go back and look, but... Um, and he also wrote uh, Dread. Energy cell exhausted. Right, right. He wrote Dread. And uh, Sunshine, one of my all-time favorite sci-fi films. I mean, I, I want to check it out because... Um, what What is that? There's a movie on Netflix right now starring Antonio Banderas with robots and stuff. And when I first heard about Ex Machina or whatever, I was like, oh, is that the Antonio Banderas? I like got confused. Do you guys? Yeah, know? what is it? Automata or yeah, Automata? Yeah, that's or... it. Automata or something like that. It doesn't matter. I don't matter. What's, what's the matter? I don't know. But there's all these robot movies, dude. Error. Error. Examine. And all of them end with someone throwing water on them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what, in Ultron, can't they just throw a bucket of water on Ultron and the new Avengers? Because that's going to be about artificial intelligence, too. All the shit is about... It's the... I read somebody say, and I don't remember, I can't give credit, so I'm just going to say, guys, I realized one day, it's the year of artificial intelligence. I'll take credit for it. Yeah, and I know that in the Avengers, the big thing is uh, vision. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, I guess it's Jarvis come to life. Right, because, um, oh, don't do this, Jason. Who's the actor who plays Jarvis, who does the voice for Jarvis? Paul Bettany. Yeah, I knew that. I don't know why my brain won't come up with it, but Paul Bettany does the voice for Jarvis, and he plays vision, so we know that vision is probably Jarvis, because Jarvis is this artificial intelligence that's always working with Tony Stark in the suit and it's helping him and it talks like a human, you know, it's, it's self-aware, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, but I'm, I'm so sick of, uh, the, you know, I, that's something I would have liked to have discovered on my own. Right. Like, I mean, that's, it's to the point now where so many people know that they've actually released oh. an Avengers poster with vision on it. I know, and it's like like this with um, I do I did like the Avengers trailer where it showed him opening his eyes at the end. I was like, oh, dude, that's cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, oh, that's Vision or whatever. It's so funny. Like um, Daredevil it just appeared on Netflix, and yesterday yes. I saw, uh, hey, check out the Daredevil costume because you finally get to see it. Spoilers or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll avoid that shit. I'm going to just wait and watch the show and have it revealed in the show tomorrow. I don't need to look at it. Click on another website. Boom. The picture is right on there. No choice What in the matter whatsoever. Yeah, you, they don't give you a choice. They don't, don't like doing that. I didn't, you know, nothing to click on. You just open up the website and it's right there. And I was like, oh, well, I guess, okay, I get to look at it now. With the <laughs> uh, Damn you, Internet! You know. <laughs> they don't want people to have a choice. Yeah, they don't. And speaking of Daredevil, I've, I have to admit, guys, I'm... Watch seven episodes today. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, it's funny, I told Heather, and I was like, it's tomorrow's Daredevil Day. It's Daredevil. And I go, and I know uh, on Friday, uh, I pay all the bills. And I go, I'm going to, as soon as you go off to work, I'm going to pay all the bills, get done. I'm going to start Daredevil. And, uh, oh my God, I, I did it so fast. You know, I'm writing down all the things marked as paid or whatever. I was like, all right, I'm all good. Okay, anything else out of place or whatever? And uh, okay. And I turn it on. And right then, baby goes over the door. Cling, cling. Jingles the bell. It's like, damn you, dog. And I just leaving the door wide open for the rest of the day. You just do whatever you want. <laughs> Go on an adventure. 
And, you know, I finally around the fifth episode, I was like, God, I'm starving. I got to go get something to eat or something. But, uh, man, I was really, I'm really digging it, man. And it really killed me. You know how hard it was to turn it off. Oh, man. I, uh, I saw last night on Instagram everyone posting the pictures of uh, uh, Netflix, their Netflix queue with the... Uh, with the like the episode lists, and I was like, "Oh man, it's like midnight, and it's already up. I gotta go to bed. I gotta yeah. get up at seven a.m. There is no way I have to get up at five fifty every morning to wake Emma and Heather up. And that's yeah. like, dude, if I stay up till midnight, I would hate my life in the morning. I'm just gonna start watching like at nine a.m. sharp, and that's what I did. And uh, dude, I had a great time because I read the Daredevil comics. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sound like Harry Knowles here. Guys, I owned a Daredevil poster above my bed. I know more about Daredevil than anyone on the planet. No, I'm not going to say that. Usually I would like uh, read a comic book for a while till I'd lose interest. And I sure. probably read Daredevil for like a year, lost interest. Then would come back, not understand what was going on. And then Frank Miller did that uh, Man Without Fear or whatever yes. series. Like, I would pick up different things like that. And it, let's face it, Daredevil, you don't. I didn't need to follow the ongoing storyline. I could read, like, four issues and have a good idea. And I'd know that I enjoyed the character and the name Foggy. I love Foggy from uh, Daredevil. And it's so yeah. funny watching a show with a guy named Foggy on it. <laughs> like, I was like, dude, that guy's, that's Foggy right there. Oh, yes. I love it. Um and I'm just enjoying the hell out of the series, and it's done in such an adult way, isn't it? It's yeah. I, I, Natalie and I were working outside all day today, and we, whenever we finally got in, we're like, okay, what time is it? All right, podcast at nine o'clock. We got to watch at least one episode. So we sat down and started watching it, and I didn't realize that I think it was a full hour. It might have been over an hour, um, yeah. the first episode. But uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I was afraid it would look like, okay, let's, I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but let's face it, it looks like it's done on a set. You yeah, know, Agents show. of S.H.I.E.L.D. looks like shit. Uh, Daredevil looks like it's filmed in New York. You know, yeah, it looks it's, like it's, it's done really well. The it's, sets all look great. It looks gorgeous in HD, everything, the lighting, it's super dark and moody and everything, and I like that. Uh, and it's violent. And yeah, and it gets more. Uh, is violenter a word, Bill? It sure, get, it gets violenter. More violent. It's like more bigger. <laughs> it gets more bigger. <laughs> it gets more violent as it goes on, and I think I'm not thinking if it's ep- the second episode or the third episode where I did. Uh, I you know I don't do it often, but every once in a while I'm watching a show and I go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I did one of those like. Yeah. Like, whenever I watch Banshee, I do that once per episode. Jesus Christ! Can you believe they just did that shit? I'm looking at Heather, and she's like, what? I'm like, you're desensitized to violence. How did that not get a reaction out of you? They pull his eyes out with a spoon. (laughs) Yeah. I really need to to get back into Banshee. You're talking about Gotham right there, aren't you? Well, yeah. That part with the eyeball on Gotham, I was like, this show comes on at 7 o'clock on a weekday. <laughs> she Central just ripped her eyeball out with the friggin' spoon. It's on, oh on primetime television. This kids watch the show. What the hell is going on? How did they get away with this? And Heather's like, calm down. This show's not that violent. And I was like, are you insane? <laughs> I say that every week about Gotham. There's people getting set 
a fire, if that's a term. I don't know. What <laughs> There's a guy. He's he's in a barrel, Bill. He's going, no, please, no. And the guy's pouring gasoline on him. And he's like, no, please. And the guy goes, he's like, Aah! and I'm like, this show comes on at 7 p.m. on a Monday night. Kids are watching it because Batman is somehow involved. Even though he's a little kid, and we just saw a guy got get burned alive, baby, <laughs> for his life. I just still can't get over how violent Gotham is. But um, Daredevil is uh, equally violent, but it's on Netflix, you know. Yeah, I was um, I was expecting a little more violence in the first episode, but I guess because I'm, you know, the the whole Stephen Tonight connection, mm-hmm. I was thinking I'd get a little more uh, a little more brutality. But what was done, the fight choreography is fantastic yeah it is uh, i think they ease into it where it gets progressively more violent <laughs> yeah it's true like the first encounter he has with the guys on the docks was uh quick and uh relatively you know and this, not desensitized but not brutal and you got it this is early on in daredevil's a career as a masked vigilante yeah where basically he just pummels the shit out of you you know yeah and it's you know it, it, daredevil in the comics he uses this billy club this collapsible billy club that he uses to right. fight with and i don't you know it's i almost think like he's building up to that because right now he doesn't really use weapons he does pick up things from time to time to throw it at somebody which is really cool. And I like how, remember in the Daredevil movie, and I don't really want to you know, talk about that much, they had this effect where it was like this Daredevil vision with sound waves and shit. Right. Yeah. In this show, they do it in a way where it's not like in your face. You just get the idea that he's hearing things. They're not doing like Matrix type effects or anything, okay. you know? Yeah, I was surprised at how well done that was, especially... Uh, whenever he's talking to somebody and he listens to their heartbeat or, yeah. uh, or the, uh, the the vision kind of like kind of gets like a rainbow effect to it. Yeah, you know exactly what he's recognizing about somebody. And it, the yeah. show's not hitting us over the head like, oh, yeah, they saved the, the hitting over the head for some of the like blatantly expository dialogue. Like there was a there's a scene in uh, with a, a re- real estate agent. Where it's like they're we're, we're sitting there going, why are they explaining the whole backstory to her? Like I, I just it was it was a little oh, shocking yeah. at first. Yeah, yeah. They have to have the inexplicable, you know. Uh, and I'm guilty of this too, Stephen, with the uh, blind joke. Or look at this view. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, kind of yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm blind. You know, but uh, you know, I've got a blind character that I write, and it, you can't help but make those jokes where people always like people nod yes and they go oh i mean yes you know because they're like you just nodded at me didn't you <laughs> Did but you that's that blue car but what, no, what's it. a great twist on it though is that matt murdoch actually does see everything they do with his ability so he yeah. plays being more blind like occasionally like bumping into something around people like oh that poor blind bastard but in reality he could freaking do uh car- parkour and do flips over you and kick you in the head and stuff but no i don't him- i don't i don't know if it's like a a spoiler to ask you but i know uh they're not really addressing the pain the the uh sort of addiction to painkillers or anything like that in the first episode 
and he seems rather resilient. Are they kind of leaving that storyline behind for more of a... I I don't really remember that much in the comics about that. That was more of the movie with Ben Affleck. They kind of did that. Okay, yeah. They may have done a story like that later in the comics, but I don't remember ever reading it. Yeah, there was a... a, um, God, there was a trade paperback I read, and it might even... Maybe it was the Kevin Smith one that he did that kind of brought that into play. Well, they do a good job of, you know, his dad was uh, battling, uh, he was, what was he, battling something Murdoch, the boxer, and he was like Raging Bull, you know, remember in that movie, he could, you could never knock him down. You could beat him in a fight technically, but you could never knock him out. He would, he could take a punch like no other. The guy could just wail on him, beat the living crap out of him, bloody pulp. But he would, remember there's that part in Raging Bull, he's like, I'm still standing, I'm still standing, you never got me down, you know, that part. And that's what his dad was like. So he basically inherited from his father this, uh, he can take a beating, (laughs) you know, you could uh, beat the crap out of him, but he's going to keep getting back up. And that's basically what Daredevil is. He's... uh, the man without fear, essentially. He is the man without fear. And I just, uh, I'm really happy with the production values of it. And uh, it's exciting watching a Daredevil show. And, you know, I've been uh, anticipating this for, I think it's been over a year. It seems like it's been forever. Yeah, I'd forgotten about it, actually, until last week. And it's so cool to be able to finally watch it. And it does get really good. Like, you haven't even seen... Uh, the the main bad guy yet bill you know you no just the voice that. yeah but there are some really nice touches that kind of brought it into that brutality of the the comic book world uh especially with like the the scenes of the different members of the kingpin syndicate and uh the like the the chinese factory with the blinded uh yeah. workers yeah and uh, there was there were, there were some really cool touches to that that I was I was very surprised and uh, there is there's some there's some pretty pretty harsh you know like uh, brutality in in some of the scenes like yeah, a lot yeah. of blood a lot of it's it's very uh, brutal uh, and it gets more brutal and I just have to keep reminding myself that Stephen Denight does it. <laughs> Yeah, he did Spartacus. I mean, there's none of the there's no visual effects that I can see. You know, Spartacus, you could tell it was all digital blood and stuff like that. And you just accepted it for what it was. And this it looks like all practical stuff. It does, yeah. And Spartacus had that pulpy quality to it. Yeah, it was. You know Spartacus looked like a comic book come to life. And I was wondering if Daredevil was going to be like Spartacus in that way. But it's obviously they were like, no, this is grounded in reality. But I love how they actually reference uh, it's almost like post 9 11 New York, but it's post. Uh, invasion, alien invasion, New York yeah. after the Avengers, post Avengers. Apparently, a lot of the damage happened to Hell's Kitchen, where Daredevil is, right. and there's a lot of rebuilding uh, posts there. And there's references to a guy with a hammer and uh, the Hulk and stuff like that. So you know, it's the same universe. But one thing that I was trying to, I was trying to get my dad to watch this. She's like, I don't really like. I'm too old for superheroes, and I'm not really into that. And I'm just like. Okay, I wish I'd never talked to you about this. <laughs> and he's like, uh, 
Daredevil always seemed like a second-rate Spider-Man to me, and I'm like, God, you're so wrong. Ugh. I you go, know how wrong you are, old man. Daredevil is in Hell's Kitchen, Dad, and that's all he cares about. He's in that town. He's in that area, area of town. That's his. Hell's, that's his Gotham. Hell's Kitchen is his place and that's he's not going all over new york swinging around or any shit like that he's just in hell's kitchen and that's what he cares about like, oh okay that sounds it it's just like just forget it <laughs> but uh yeah that's what i think is interesting daredevil is small potatoes you know compared to other superheroes who are globe trotting and shit he's staying in the city you know jumping yeah he rooftops. could give a shit yeah, he's fighting on the docks in like warehouses and shit. He's not like, all right, let's go to uh, you know, uh, it's uh, time to go to the Hamptons. <laughs> the Hamptons. <laughs> got to uh, got to save Giada De Laurentiis. Let's go to Dubai, you know, or something yeah, like let's that. Let's go to Dubai. <laughs> he's not <laughs> doing that. We're gonna we got to go uh, save people in the indoor ski arena. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of the Savage Land. That's it. Uh, there's this place that exists in the Marvel Universe with, like, Kazar. He's, like, a Tarzan type of guy. And there's dinosaurs and shit. And it's called the Savage Land. And, you know, uh, there's times where... Who came Sp- up with that? <laughs> I know. It's insane. Batshit insane. But I remember there's a time Spider-Man went there to <laughs> to uh, the Savage Land. He met up with Kazar. And it, he also has a saber-toothed tiger that's his pet. And... Uh, Spider-Man. It's like an 80s cartoon, Saturday morning yeah, cartoon. This actually happened in the comics. Spider-Man, Peter Parker got turned into an actual spider, like with furry legs and everything. And they had to, <laughs> they had to uh, save him. And there's That's an evil amazing. pterodactyl with a holster, with a pistol. Did Beta Ray is, Bill save him? His name is Sauron. Sauron. Yeah. So uh, whoever came up with that storyline was doing some drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like picture of pterodactyl, and he's got a holster with a gun. Man, it's cool. It's like it's a gunslinger. Yeah, and he turns Spider-Man into a real spider. No way. Yeah, Tarzan's his buddy, dude. Except he's not awesome. Tarzan. Kazar. <laughs> yeah, Kazar. Yeah. <laughs> his name. His name is Kazar. I can't wait till they're like Kazar movie greenlit, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> Can't wait to watch this movie. Oh, man, I want to watch it on my Quasar TV. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, okay, Daredevil, I want to talk to you guys more after you watch it, okay? Yeah, I'm looking forward to digging into it. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I already know what the suit looks like, so uh, no anticipation there. (laughs) (laughs) Those bastards! But I do, uh, did you get to see Furious 7, Bill? No, because Stephen. No, I, I've been so busy this week. Steve and I uh, got to see it. You know what's so funny is, um, like, you and I have talked about how when uh, Paul Walker died, it was really upsetting. Maybe it's because he was the same age as me. I don't yeah. know, <laughs> but it was. It really was upsetting to me because I always liked the Fast and the Furious movies for some reason. I know they weren't particularly fantastic, but I thought they got better over time. But I always liked Paul Walker. He just had a likability about him. You know? Yeah, he had he had a very very uh, easy likability. And uh, also, I think the thing that bothered me is that he started kind of coming out of his shell and actually co- rising above that uh, you know that teen beat kind of uh, 
mentality with his films, particularly like Running Scared, the Wayne Kramer film. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember, like, years ago on, like, Shark Week, they had a shark special with Paul Walker where he was, like, diving with great white sharks and stuff. Because, you know, he did the movie Into the Blue, but he actually loved deep sea diving and stuff. And it was I remember watching that going, this dude's insane, you know? Because I'm sorry, I'm not swimming with sharks. I don't care no. if you deem it safe. I don't I just, even care if I'm wearing chainmail and in a cage. I mean, I I'm not going anywhere near I'm them. If I'm in a swimming pool, just swimming, and if I think about Jaws, I get scared. And I yeah, know the to shark's not going to appear in the water. It just that's the way my brain works, you know. But um, so I <laughs> <laughs> baby agrees. I wasn't sure I really wanted to see this because I was so bummed out. Like they've repeatedly been showing Fast and the Furious six. On HBO, I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel like watching it. You know, I'm just bummed out. I'm sad. But I read um, Drew McWeeny's kind of write-up about the, um, Dad, no, I'm doing a show. <laughs> my dad's calling he me. He knew you were talking about him. Yeah. My ears are burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, he's calling again. Stop it. So anyway, what was it must I be saying? important. Drew McWeeny. Uh, Drew McWeeny, I read a, a review of it. And he says there's a touching send-off to... Paul Walker kind of puts them, uh, it's not, it's, it's, I don't know how to word it. It's doesn't, it's not a sad affair. It, right. Yeah. And then, you know what, you know what really sucks is that I haven't even seen the film and I know how it ends. Right. Did you watch that video of the song? No, I didn't. But I, but it, uh, it's been all over the place. Oh, like, okay. I, I can't even remember what side I brought up, but they were like, they come to a fork in the road. One goes another way, another goes the other way. And it's, and it's just like, you know what? Screw you. Right. You, couldn't, you just couldn't resist, could you? Well, like, I'm, the, not, I'm sorry I wasn't part of the 130 or whatever million it was opening weekend. But they just couldn't leave it alone. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's stuff like that I hate. But I like that when I was watching the film... You know, it's a Fast and the Furious film. There's, like, no sense of sadness or anything like that. It's just insane yeah. action. And I didn't even realize that the, the Asian dude in there was the, um, what's that guy's name, Bill? The Tony Jaw. I didn't even realize that was him. But oh, nice. It was this insane parkour martial arts guy. And Paul Walker's fighting him. And I was like, dude, he, Paul Walker is getting his ass kicked. <laughs> there is a, you can almost tell he's like, dude, I'm in over my head with this guy. Because the guy's like hopping around shit. And just like, dude, what? sit still, you know. And um, there was a, that part with the bus I thought was a really cool stunt. You know, where he's like mm-hmm. going over the edge and he has to... Or whatever, um, you know, they're just insane, uh, you know, stunts and stuff in the movie. Stuff where you're like, this isn't, you know, we're not dealing with reality here, and I understand that. Right. I mean, for Christ's sakes, if you watch the last movie, was it the last movie or Fast Five where Letty is falling and Dom that was crashes sick. into the yeah, wall that was sick and launches himself. Yeah, he launches in the air, catches her, and then lands on the hood of a car, and it's just like. You know what? Whatever, man. Woo! <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. You know, that one where they had the gigantic safe and it was like just yeah. demolishing you know, the entire was, town. That's uh, Fast Five, and oh. I gotta tell you, that's probably my favorite one. Still, I just love that movie because I love how. <laughs> you know what they do? A great. I'm getting off track here, but 
I love how they brought them all together for a uh, specific purpose. Like they did a heist, you know, like Ocean's Eleven or whatever. But in this, they do a fantastic job of tying in Tokyo Drift. It's so strange how Tokyo Drift was this movie that was separated from all the rest of them. But they tied it together perfectly where Tokyo Drift is actually happening in 2014. You know, it's so strange. <laughs> oh. Like if you, you remember, I don't know if you've ever seen Tokyo Drift, but at the very end, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the dude is uh, getting ready for a race. And then there's Vin Diesel. He's like, Vroom. they set it up where that happens in this movie. And oh, it's that's like, awesome. And it's like, holy shit. So Tokyo Drift happened a long time ago after fa- uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. It was the yeah. third movie. And it was kind of like, nobody knows what to do with this movie, but they somehow inserted it. Into they made it uh, part of the universe between six and seven. It's right in there in the timeline, and it's insane. But I I actually really love Tokyo Drift. It's it's a fun movie. I mean, it's it's so funny. I love how much of a drawl that dude has. What is his name? Oh, Lucas Black. Yeah, and dude, he's not fooling. That's his voice. You know, he's not doing a fake voice at all. (laughs) Yeah, but isn't it's like ten years later? Does he does he He look like an old man? Dude, I'm not kidding. He looks exactly the same. Did he look any different to you? Not really. He looked young to me. He looked exactly the same. And he's like, hey, man, hey, Toretto, what's up? Hey, Hey, I knew uh, Carl from uh, (laughs) Sling Blade, man. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drifting. I like the way he talked. It would have been so great if they worked in some... uh, (laughs) It would be funny if Carl was standing on the side with a bag of french fried potatoes. I I just fueled up your uh, your car, your hot rod. (laughs) Mustard on the rear fender. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's go get some french fried potatoes. (laughs) Oh, God, I love Sling Blade. (laughs) Oh, my God. You got any biscuits for sale in there? <laughs> yeah, but he said that they take Dom out to eat. He's like, <laughs> Dom was just looking at him weird. You like biscuits too with mustard? And he's like, interesting <laughs> friend. Welcome yeah. to our crew, Carl. <laughs> I reckon I'll have me some of the bacon. <laughs> you are bigging right there, feller. But uh, also, Kurt Russell was in the film, and I thought he was having a fun time too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's... I had forgotten about that. And I was thinking, you know, because basically I don't want to spoil anything in the film because, you know, you read about the Paul Walker send-off, but yeah. I was actually getting... I was welling up in the theater, Bill. I'm not kidding. I, I'm, like, I can guarantee you I will. I was like, that was very touching. I like the way they do it. And all of a sudden I see a napkin come up in my vision <laughs> and Stephen goes, hey, you need this? <laughs> I like to wipe my tears on I was just like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Steven was waiting the whole movie to do that. <laughs> you planned it before the movie started. He did. But I, I, oh man, it was, here's one thing I wanted to ask you, Steven, um, is that, did you notice any CGI Paul Walker in the movie? Did, was it pretty it, much? Was it noticeable? Yeah, no. yeah. It it wasn't very noticeable. There were times where I'm like, I in the movie I was like, I wonder if this is a scene. Look for it. Yeah, yeah. I was trying not to look for it, but then I started. I was like, this whole ending sequence has got to be. Yeah, that's what I was thinking in my head. But I was the only time I I was admiring it. I was admiring it how uh, how good it was, and I even read that Weta is that how you say it, Bill? Weta. Peter. Weta. Weta. Yeah. Weta. 
they did that, the effects for Paul Walker, where oh, wow. they basically had to digitally animate him because he's no longer with us. Yeah, and they used his brothers as stand-ins for it. Right, right, right. And uh, I think they did a fantastic job. That's wonderful and horribly sad. <laughs> and I, you know, I read people like, "What about Fast Eight? When are you going to do that?" And you know, Vin Diesel's like, "Dude, just... I just, you know, how hard this movie was to finish. You know, his friend died, and they had to finish it. And you know, they're doing press for it. Don't ask me about the next movie. I mean, what is wrong with these people? You know." Yeah, the press corps is uh, pretty. Uh, well, it's you know what they they're taught sensationalism. You know that's right. Well, I will never forget on one of those red carpet things with uh, Robert Downey Jr. After it was four, they were actually going walking in the theater doing the slow walk for Iron Man three, and they're like, "When are you, are you are you doing Iron Man four? Is when is that coming out?" And it's just like, uh, "Can we watch this film first? I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ, people! This one's not even fully released yet." Yeah. Yeah, they just finished it last night at midnight. They just locked it. Actually, we're starting it tomorrow. It's like, you know I do other films, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to just... What? And it turns out there probably will never be an Iron Man 4 or whatever, but it's just so funny when they do that. Like, Oh, and here's some other cool news is that uh, we just read that the Olivia Wilde and Garrett Hedlund are going to be in Tron 3, oh. which I was hoping they were going to make a Tron 3, because remember when that movie came out, you know, like, box office is pretty poor for this movie. And well, they teased it, didn't it? They did that, that awesome uh, short teaser thing with uh, Bruce Boxleitner and um, yeah. uh, the other guy. Shit. <laughs> What was his name in Tron? Jeff God, Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. What's, no, the the um, uh, Garrett shit. Headland. Yeah, no, it was the Flynn Lives thing. Oh, oh, oh! You mean Ram? Yes, Ram. Okay. See, I like when other people can't think of names because I've been doing. Yeah, that I know. <laughs> it turns it turns into the Clueless Movie Guy game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Clueless Movie Guy, but. Um, I'm excited about that because I genuinely like Tron 2 and I have it on 3D Blu-ray and it looks freaking awesome. Yeah, it's stunning. I was... Uh, stunning! I was, yeah, it, just the way it's... It's it's m- the most amazing, stunning... Yeah, I just remember seeing it in 3D and being blown yeah, away by like the, the contrails. That guy was in that movie that was out last year. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Navy Seals. But Bill, I think you should check out Furious 7. I am going to. I'm there gonna. I'm probably gonna do it on Sunday or or maybe early next week. And it's. I think The Rock is having so much fun. But I gotta tell you, I got a geek thrill at seeing The Rock and Jason Statham just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> There's this kind of camera. James Wan is that how you say his name? The guy who directed it. You know, he took over directing duties for this film, and uh, I was like, this is a guy who did Saw, I believe, right? James. Oh Wan. yeah, that's right. And he did great action scenes and stuff. He does this kind of cool thing where they flip people and the camera goes with them. You know that move I'm talking about? It's like they're on a rig and they're doing a flip and the camera is with them and the camera flips too. And the whole audience is like, whoa, what the? You know, we're like flipping. Yeah. And uh, I get flipped out of my chair. Just seeing there's parts where, you know, Jason Statham, you know, he's doing all of his quick moves and The Rock just lands one good punch and Jason Statham goes flying back. like <laughs> He's just like, whoa, shit. You know, because if The Rock lands a punch, you're dead, right? So he's trying to avoid these giant, 
<laughs> the giant tree trunks coming at him and stuff. It's a lot of fun. And then, of course, when Din- Vin Diesel uh, and Jason Statham, you know, they're going to have to f- have a fight, too. And it's like, dude, bald guy against bald guy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's bald power. But it was a lot. I'm just going to say it was a lot of fun. And it. Uh, I'm. do you remember what happened at the very end? Applause from the Applause, audience. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, yay!" Yeah. It, was, it was very tastefully done. I thought it was good. I went good. home happy. We had evening. a couple of idiots get up and leave early. What before the end? Maybe they just had to go or something. Yeah, maybe it was like you know it, it became distracting they, to me because they I had to go pick up their daughter see, from school. They couldn't watch the end. I see people getting up and walking down the sides. I saw. I think <clears> I counted like six or eight people. Oh, and you know, here's another thing, Bill. I arrived exactly... The movie started at 7.30. I got there 6.30 on the dot. You know, I gave my ticket, and they go, um, you'll be getting in line uh, B. And I go, what? What? So I look down there. The whole line A is filled. I'm like, how early did you assholes get here? I'm an hour early. I just couldn't believe it. I've been camped out for two weeks for this. And then when I... We're on the top row to the left. We couldn't get the center, Bill. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> Bastards! Who? I thought you were the only one that got that. Now, apparently these other people wanted to do that. Bastards. Ah, well, guys, we have two voicemails. What do you say we check them out? And then, Bill, do you want to do some news or DVDs or something? Sure. Okay, well, let's check out uh, these uh, voicemails. Okay, well, we have first we have a voicemail from Rick. Let's check it out. We haven't heard from Rick for a while. Let's I see know. what he's up to. Hey, guys. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, I got the phone in the pocket again while I'm on the forklift. Uh, I just finished listening to This Is A Test. You know, I'll treat you a, a voicemail because you are practically begging for one. Of course. And I have yes. uh, been slack because I've still been listening, but I've just been busy, uh, you know, with life and stuff. Uh, yeah, broke up with my wife, my ex-wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we were divorced for about three years, and then uh, we decided to get back together and give it another go. So we were together for another year, and then uh, I realised that it wasn't really working out, so that kind of ended, which is fine. Uh, so I'm single now and have more free time. So I will send more voicemail, I promise. But uh, shows have been as great as always, so just keep it up. They're friggin' the best. This is where I get all my information for, like, what's good and what I should watch. And constantly people are like, oh, how do you hear about this movie? And I'm like, Entertainment Landfill, podcast, fucking... That's, that's where I get it from. So hopefully you could hear this. You've heard all of this. And otherwise, I'll probably just do it again later. Same thing. Anyway, check out... Uh, what I've been watching a lot of stuff. And Whiplash. I don't know if I mentioned it already. If I did, whatever. Watch Whiplash. It's an amazing movie. And... 
Then, yeah, it's even more fun. That's what I do. Anyway, have a, have a good show. I'll talk to you later. This is Rick from Australia, and I'm, I'm at work. I'm not drunk. I promise. <laughs> a big kiss. So, turn this off. Oh, Rick, do okay. be careful at work because you could lose your job. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, sound like the it sound like the most fun job ever. You can wish him a belated birthday, happy birthday too. Yeah, happy birthday, just... Rick. Oh and yeah. I wish Rick nothing but the best. And really, I want you to such a great guy. Nothing but happiness in your life. And thank you so much, for Rick, uh, for the voicemail and for always supporting the show. Appreciate that. Now let's check out another voicemail. This one from Jim. Jim, guys. Jim. Jim. Let's check it out. Hey. Detail guys, uh, just uh, Jim's from Massachusetts. Soon to oh, be Jim God. from Florida. Where, uh, my wife and I are taking the kids and moving there on May third this year. So pretty excited about that. I, I honestly don't have any feedback for the previous episodes because I am saving them all for the twenty-four to twenty-six hour drive from where I am all the way down to Florida. So. Ugh. Looking forward to catching up on everything I've missed so far. But uh, I actually am calling because my wife just bought me a present the other day. Uh, She bought me an Xbox One, which I'm very excited about. But I was wondering if you guys had any suggestions on a game that would be a good good first purchase. I was thinking about getting the Halo uh, Master Chief collection. But honestly, although I I do want it at some point, but I... uh, Already have played all of those games and beaten them all. So I'm, even though I'm going to get it at some point, I am looking forward to getting something new. I was thinking about Shadow, Shadow of Mordor or Destiny. Oh, yeah. um, but I was just curious of what your thoughts were. So just have a good show, and I can't wait to listen to them and catch up. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks so much, Jim. That's a really good question of uh, what game. And uh, I'm going to... Go ahead and say not destiny because yeah, this, this is the reason why is because it'll take up too much of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow of Mordor, I've heard, is an awesome game. Yeah, I have it and I have yet to play it. That uh, also, um, oh crap, I'm blanking on the game. The game with the uh, mutated cola. What's that called? <laughs> Where you ride on yeah, rails? Yeah, the one stuff? I've been playing. And, yeah, what's it called? Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. My yeah. God, I've kind of I uh, mentally had to detach from gaming to get things done. Yeah, and uh, I had to. I basically had to cut Xbox cold turkey with the gaming. Uh, the most I did was play some Rayman. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I play that with Emma for like an hour until we get tired of it. But like something like Destiny, like where I was just like, okay, I got I'm gonna, I got four hours, I'm gonna play this or something. I can't do that, you know. But uh, I do love gaming, so the right game comes along. I want to play it. Like Bill, we we've yet to play Evolve, but I really wanted to yeah. play some of that. Yeah, I really want to um, get into Evolve. Um, I, honestly, I feel when it comes to the Xbox One, the his best bets are probably, you know, Titanfall, um, Sunset Overdrive. Um, I, I really liked the new, the, the latest Wolfenstein game, the New Order. I thought right. that was fantastic. The story, the experience, just all around a great game. 
I was trying to think of a new game. Oh, it was um, Battlefield Hardline just came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that's a really strange game because apparently it's uh, ki- it, it's more of a stealth game. Like, if you can go, the whole point of the game is to kind of go through the whole game without killing anyone. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's kind of turned the Battlefield, you know, at least the single player element on its head like you can still go through and just gun everyone down if you want to but it's you know it's it's kind of like a a police procedural if you will oh Um, is it a one player game can you play one player yeah the yeah there's a story mode like i there it's a one player game uh dead rising uh can be fun for a while i got kind of tired of it after a while but it is fun for a while yeah, you know it's got fun gameplay, and you're killing zombies and stuff. Um, so I would say uh, I don't know. See, I did get enjoyment from Destiny up to a point. I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I guess it depends on if he wants single player or multiplayer too. Right, right. right. Yeah, if he wants to play online shooting guys. Get Battlefield, you know. But if you want to play a single player story, um, that and I know be- everybody, uh, you know that. I think the latest uh, release was probably like uh, Grand Theft Auto Five on Xbox One. Oh yeah, but- um, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. You know, I never did finish that on the Xbox Three Sixty. Wow! And I wanted to. I just uh, kind of got the new system, and I was like, "Well, I'll never play this again." <laughs> you know, I'm playing the Xbox now. You know, but I definitely need that when it when it's on Xbox One for like I don't know if it ever will be, but like twenty dollar greatest hits or something oh sure it will be i'll pick it up i mean i know like uh, right now amazon has middle earth shadow of mordor for uh, 25 dollars and i've heard They've, that's so much fun i know it's yeah fun. sunset overdrive is 32 dollars evolve is now at 38.95 so that's that's so funny and you know when we're getting were closer about, to our price point i just need to get one of those game services where you get rentals you know what? I did Gamefly for a while, and I just felt like I was throwing my money away because yeah, I ended up keeping a game longer right. than I expected. If you don't play it enough, you're wasting your money, basically. Yeah. You know, one game I keep hearing about and reading about, and it's not on Xbox One, it's on PS4, is Bloodborne. Yes. Like, everyone's like, oh, this game is awesome, Bloodborne. I keep seeing these great reviews. I'm like, what the F is this game? And why can't I play it? I watched a review of it, and I was like, that's not really my bag. It's like an like, action RPG. Yeah. And I'm not really into that whole, uh, like, dead, what is it? The, what were those games? Dead Souls or, I don't know. It just, I, I and it's like a 50-hour uh, campaign. Holy shiznit. Yeah, I ain't nobody got time for that. So, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I keep looking. It's so funny. I'll always look at IGN uh-huh. to see what the next big release is. Yeah. And uh, I just feel like, oh, hmm, nothing. Yeah. There's really nothing out there that's uh, yeah, grabbing me. The one thing, you know, I still have another... Um, Destiny DLC coming my way. I don't know if it's going to oh, be yeah. April or May, but it's eventually going to come out. I'm like, oh, I guess I need to play this, you know? <laughs> just uh, just got to play it sparingly. Maybe I don't think I ever got past, like, level 10 on Destiny. Yeah, it's a like, kind of... It's kind of ridiculous you... how much I was unable to play it. 
Yeah, and another thing, it's just you play the same shit over and over again, and that I I remember I defended the game up until a point, and I was like, you know what? Everybody's right. This is ridiculous. I keep doing the same shit over and over again. This isn't fun. This yeah, sucks. if all the levels are in the cloud, why aren't there more uh, level? You know, more yeah, yeah, places to go. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Destiny's dead to me. Oh, you know, I did have fun watching Adam play Alien Isolation again. That game, the price keeps going further down, and I, I really want to check it out. I, it, it's so it was funny. um, <laughs> it was like twelve dollars on Steam the other day, and I almost bought it. There was a great part where I saw the alien up ahead of him, and I was like, "Dude, what is he doing?" And, he, and the alien finds him and kills him. And he goes, "Oh, I didn't even notice him over there." And I was like, watching. He was like, "He's walking towards the alien." He'll remember what I'm talking about when he hears this. But it was funny. But there's this stupid android that um, will turn around and follow him and kill him. You know, and I watched him murdered several times. <laughs> <laughs> what? It, like, comes up and he grabs you, starts shaking you, and chokes you to death. And it's just like, dude, get away from him! Run! It's funny. You're Basically, I was watching him be killed repeatedly. But the Twitch thing is kind of fun. It can be. I remember whenever I first got my PS4 and I was uh, broadcasting, I think, Battlefield whatever 4. Uh-huh. And you watched it for a little bit. But I think it was the last time I actually used it. Yeah, bummer. Should play it some more. I I really want to Bloodborne or something. Yeah, like that. you know what? There's been a, I've 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 thought about getting it just because everyone's talking about it and it's not my type of game. But yeah. Well, what do you say we take a break and when we come back, you do some kind of news or something? All right. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Cool days always remind me of my mother's cinnamon bread. Maybe that's why I like the creamy cinnamon taste of Cafe Vienna so much. Or maybe I like it just because I like it. General Foods International Coffees. I want a little more pizzazz. A little pizzazz, sheer hair color wash. Cheaper, shiny colors can get a little or a lot. I get gentle color and sheer shine. Sheer sensation, that's all mine. Clara Pizzazz, sheer color wash. I get rich, shiny color. Now I can choose washes out and pour shampoo. New Pizzazz, sheer color wash from Clara. Choose a little or a lot of color. Who couldn't use a little more Pizzazz? Crispy critters, it's the low-sugar cereal for kids. If it's low in sugar, how come it has those cute animals? That's child psychology, but moms love it for the low sugar. So Crispy Critters is good for our kids. Do better please. Tonight, Al and Peg take sides. Oh, look, Al, they're going to fight. In a war of the sexes. Can Al help Steve survive Marcy's love strike? Think of Marcy. And take a look at... Chicken and herb sauce. Want to know how to make it? Just take your chicken. Add custom cuisine. Crisp bird's eye vegetables smothered in delectable sauces. It adds up to a terrific meal. Bird's eye custom cuisine. It better be bits. It better be bits. Oh, yeah, it's bits, Mike. It's bits, I tell you. Uh huh, uh huh. It's bits. It's bits. It better be bits. Oh, it's bits, I tell you. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's bits. It's bits. It's bits. 
It better be kibbles and bits and bits and bits, because dogs love crunchy kibbles with chewy bits. All kinds of bits. For a one-of-a-kind taste, dogs just gotta have... It better be bits. Kibbles and bits and bits and bits. What I tell you, Spike? See? It's bits. Oh, boy, it's bits. It's the bits that make it better. I was asleep on the sofa when I heard, Dad, why doesn't the jello gelatin fall out when it's upside down? And then I felt something cool plop on my face, and I heard, Sorry, Dad. Jello gelatin. You can't be a kid without it. Tonight, you have a choice. You can watch one movie of the week or three comedies of the year. First, it's Gary Shandling Show. People Magazine gives it an A+, and calls it the best show of the new season. Then, it's Duet. If you're tired of movie after movie on the networks, Duet is for you. And Tracy Ullman, one of People Magazine's top five series of the year. Tonight, it's three comedies of the year on Fox. Carrie is so very... Different. It's concentrated for rough, dry skin. Silky smooth Carrie is so very... Special. Glides on smooth and absorbs quickly. Softens my skin every day. Original or silky smooth formula Carrie is so very... Uh, uh, uh. I love dinner parties. You love dinner. Should country crock go here? <laughs> that rich, buttery country crock taste goes anywhere. Or should it go with the green beans? Great taste, fewer calories. We're having green beans? You love green beans. Must have been your first husband. <laughs> you are my first husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shed spread country crock. Rich, buttery taste. Fewer calories than regular margarine and no cholesterol. They're here. I'll get the door. I'll get the country crock. On second thought, you get the door. Okay. Will you stop it? <laughs> Beware, America. Based on the original hit, Double Dare, it's Primetime's all-new Family Double Dare, where kids put their parents through the ultimate physical challenge. Is that disgusting or what? It's slippery. It's slimy. It's messy. It's the all-new Family Double Dare. Premier Saturday, April 9th. Over the years, many cars have rolled across the drawing board of cartoonist Carl Urbano. Still, Mr. Urbano's favorite car is a Honda. He and his family own ten Hondas in all. So you might say, Honda has helped draw the family together. <laughs> What's wrong, Sally? Darn dishwashers, Potsmarge. They're driving Bud away. Cliff and I had the same problem. You it rinses clean, so it leaves everything this spotless, even in sunlight. Next day, Sally, your glasses are beautiful. I'll never stray again. All right, Mister. Sunlight, powder or liquid, nothing gets glasses more spotless. So, we asked some of today's leading wine experts to give their opinion on a whole new taste in wine. Lancer's Blush Wine. Mm, superb color. Oh, splendid clarity. Excellent nose. Lancer's Blush Wine. Oh, excuse me. What? This wine is fruity, light, fruity. crisp, light. pretty. Ah, pretty. pretty. At last I have found my wine. It's good. Just good. <laughs> Lancer's Blush? Okay, superb. Ah, superb. Yes. Many people need to cut down on salt for better health. Instead of salt, use great-tasting Mrs. Dash with 14 natural herbs and spices. Use Mrs. Dash on every dish for zesty, savory flavor. For better health, instead of salt, try Mrs. Dash. I was in agony. I hurt all over. The 
doctor said there was no permanent damage. He gave me a different medicine. It's in these little yellow Nuprin. Got rid of that pain. Know what else? It works great on my tough headaches. Nuprin. It's not aspirin, not Tylenol. It's ibuprofen. Two Nuprin stop my headaches better than extra strength Tylenol. And Nuprin's gentler on my stomach than aspirin. Nuprin. Little, yellow, different, better. It even worked on my worst pain. The dentist said no apples, honey. The forbidden fruit, tinsel teeth. James, I knew what Annie needed. Flaky. A homemade apple pie. With Crisco's flaky crust, I'd help her forget her braces. Annie, I've got some apples for you. Wendy's is offering their delicious quarter-pound single for 99 cents. What do you think? <laughs> Sounds like an obvious attempt to get people to come to Wendy's and buy this hamburger. That's the idea. Well, it's a darn good one. Now Wendy's single is 99 cents. Additional purchase may be required. Surprise. Here's the tickets for your honeymoon. Oh, Dad, you shouldn't have. And we're going with you. Oh, you, oh, you shouldn't, shouldn't have. have. Northwest frequent flyers earn free trips fast, so you can give them away or go away or both. Crunchy taste stay in. Here's something new and juicy. Here's something a whole lot of fun. New life savers, fruit juices, candy. Real juice in everyone. That's cool. With the juice in fruit juices, candy. Nintendo's new power set. Now you're playing with body power. You've got to run, jump, faster, higher. The Nintendo Power Pad puts you in total control. You are the game. You are the power. Now you're playing with power, body power. You get the Power Pad, Control Deck, Sapper, and three games only in Nintendo's exciting new power set. The game Monopoly is back at McDonald's. Bigger and better than ever. This year, there's more prizes than ever. Coca-Cola! Congratulations! Hey, collect the right game pieces and win two million dollars! There's over 50 million dollars in prizes, including hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations on Delta Airlines! Play Monopoly at McDonald's! It's not just me, it's you! I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. You just said the magic words, and look what you did. And look at the low prices everyone's talking about at Toys R Us. My friend talking Toby from Coleco plays eight learning games and comes with a game board voice and a great Toys R Us price. And Coleco's talking teacher with five word and number game levels. That is correct. Awesome. And my talking computer, a whole fun center for less at Toys R Us. It's the world's biggest Toys R Us. Go! Wake up to the hot taste of Kellogg's Pop-Tart.
Charts. Fillings give Pop Tarts an incredible taste. So hot, they are cool. Oh, yeah, we be back, everybody. All right, Bill, do we have some news this week? We and do have some news. If we do, then let me play the news theme. Right. <laughs> Let's do the news! This week. All right. Houston, Texas, the Department of Motor Vehicles is revoking the personalized license plate issued to a Houston man because it has now been deemed offensive. Uh, I've had it for more than three years without any problems, Safir Hassan said. Hassan recently received an official letter from the state that said his Texas plate 370H55V would be canceled within 30 days. People have no idea what that plate means. My closest friends don't even know, uh, Hassan said. When it, it is when the license plate is turned upside down that a curse word becomes more evident. Uh, so, turned upside down, it says, barely asshole. You know, the... Oh, so upside down, it says asshole? Yeah. And that, wow. I'm being honest, asshole. How would they even know that? I know. I, I Unless they did the, it on a calculator. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Unless somebody there typed it in on a calculator. It was like, hey, this is boobless. Asshole. Um, yeah, boobless. That's <laughs> yeah, my license plate's going to be. Boobless. <laughs> that's so funny. Why? That's He's like, no. Is it written backwards so that when you see it in the rearview mirror? What an asshole. Yeah, the uh, Texas DMV letter alludes to a similar plate that was recently reviewed and rejected. They may have just searched similar type plates, Hassan theorized. Uh, he plans to appeal the state's decision. <laughs> He's going to appeal it. <laughs> wow. He, he cares so much about that plate. I'm going to take this to the Supreme Court. All right, here we go. Uh, Tito and Amanda Watts were arrested over the weekend for selling golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. The what? couple who sold tickets on the street for ninety nine ninety nine per ticket told buyers the tickets were made from solid gold, and each Book ticket preserved the buyer a, a spot in heaven. Oh, Simply wow. present the ticket at the pearly gates, and you're in. Well, that's going to get you a one-way ticket back to wherever you came from. 
<laughs> People can sell tickets to heaven, a Jacksonville police spokesman said, but the Watts misrepresented their product. The tickets were just wood spray-painted gold with Ticket to Heaven, admit one, written in oh, marker. Oh, the fact that it was supposed to be gold that got him in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> you can't sell something as gold when it's not. That's where the Watts crossed the line into doing something illegal. Uh, Tito Watts said in his police statement, I don't care what the police say. The tickets are solid gold. It ain't cut up two by fours. I sprayed I spray painted gold, and it was Jesus who gave them to me behind the KFC oh. and <laughs> said to sell them. Rip off. Did he say behind the KFC? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if somebody actually bought one. Is funny. Uh, uh, and he said that he could. That Jesus said that he could sell them so he could get him some money to go to outer space. Hey man, come here, you chicken legs, you KFC chicken legs. I met an alien named Stevie who said if I got the cash together, he'd take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet that's made entirely of crack cocaine. You can smoke all the crack cocaine there you want, totally free. So try to send an innocent man to jail and see what happens. You should arrest Jesus because he's the one that gave me the golden tickets and said to sell them. I'm willing to wear a wire and set Jesus up. Steve. <laughs> wow, he's going to wear a wire and bust Jesus? That's awesome. <laughs> Why don't they just send somebody to the KFC and, and bust Jesus? Because I'm sure Jesus is selling it to other people. It's actually Jesus behind it. Oh, it's Jesus, yeah. But he said his name was Jesus. Hey, you guys. of the guy that's working at KFC. All I all I want to know is uh, who is this Stevie gentleman, and can I get a ride in his his spaceship? Also, all right, Des Moines, Iowa. Police say someone who attempted to steal a truck parked outside a Des Moines, Iowa home instead took a bag of dog poo. Uh, the Des Moines Police Department responded to a report of an attempted burglary around four forty five p.m. Wednesday. Who who tries to? burglar someone at 4.45 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah, why Why hump day of all days? Why well, it's the most difficult of days. Uh, upon arrival, a man told police someone broke into the driver's side door of his truck sometime last oh. month. According to the police report, a person who tried to steal the truck checked the bed of the vehicle and stole a bag of dog feces. Oh, police- shit! Police say they haven't identified any suspects in the crime, but that he or she could face third-degree burglary charges. I can uh, smell from a mile away. The Des Moines Register reports the dog poop has been valued at one dollar. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> okay, why is it worth a dollar? I don't know. Maybe they, you know, they couldn't come up with anything. So much like the Price is Right, they just went one dollar. Don't give me shit. All right. Uh, a story out of the... Well, of course, this is Canada. No. Sarnia, Ontario. Uh, Dan Harding's turkey dinner was literally foiled Easter Sunday. The 47-year-old Sarnia man will likely require a skin graft after he says four of his toes suffered secondary burns thanks to a flimsy dollar store tin foil roasting pan. Turkey. 
when I reached in to pull the pan out, it buckled and the juice landed on my foot. The laundry services worker said Thursday, it had to be the most excruciating pain I've gone through, and yet it's not hey, religious. Hey, turkey, you know that? Uh, Harding managed to cool his foot off in the toilet, but he ended up spending uh, hours in the hospital for treatment of his burns. Why the toilet? It's just like he ran in there like, ah! Oh, yeah, it's like a I don't know why he didn't just, like, put his foot in the bathtub. Maybe there was something in the bathtub. Maybe his moonshine. I don't know. Uh, I never got to have the turkey, he added. He's now off work while his foot heals from the burns. Harding is going in daily to a medical clinic to get fresh bandages, and he has an appointment set up with a plastic surgeon. A dollar twenty-five pan has now cost a lot of money to OHIP, which I'm guessing is the, uh, the health organization there and turkey catchatory canada uh what what kind of shocks me doesn't the the when you use one of those foil roasting pans i think your first thought is i should put something under this yeah yeah like i i i don't i don't i don't know nice and sturdy yeah and apparently it's on the label it's just this guy is saying it wasn't large enough on the label crazy <laughs> so yeah, um, we this is I equate this to the hot coffee at uh, McDonald's and the woman getting the per- person's just not that intelligent. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hot. You just took it out of a three hundred and fifty degree oven. All right, and that's news for this week. All right, Bill, thank you for doing the news this week. You're welcome. Very awesome. I love dumb people in the news. Dumb people are the best. What do you say we do some DVDs? I think we could do some DVDs. Would that be pretty cool? Yeah. All right, let's do the DVDs! the dvds everyone dvd duplication pirating empire it's not a game all right bill what do we have in the dvds this week all right dvds and blu-rays for april 14th 2015 starting with the babadook uh this is an australian horror film that's got quite a bit of buzz to it yeah i've heard about that i don't know what it is though yeah, a single mother plagued by the violent death of her husband battles with her son's fear of a monster lurking in the house, but soon discovers a sinister presence all around her. Oh my gosh, Baba yeah. Duke! The Baba Duke. Okay, sorry. The Baba Bill, are you picking up any of Baby chewing very loudly on a toy? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, just checking. I was wondering if in the background you're hearing. Yeah, I'm I'm dealing with Webster right now because we've reached his uh, his limit. So uh, he, he wants to go, outside. to go outside, but he's, like, he's going to have to wait. Go! Uh, next on Blu-ray, we have Batman versus Robin. Ooh! Yes, the uh, Warner Brothers animated DC film. Uh, when Batman finds himself under attack by his own son, Damien, 
This he is at Batman. First suspects the hand of Raz Al Ghul behind the treachery. Damn you, Raz Al Ghul. Yep. You sound like Cookie Monster. And next on Blu-ray, we have Tim Burton's Big Eyes. And me too. Stop my Big Eyes. Oh yeah, that, I remember. I kind of wanted to see that because Chris yeah. is in it. What it's about the uh, painter, Margaret Keene, and the way her husband uh, claimed credit for her work. I got so, boogers in my eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> should get them cleaned out. <laughs> yeah, you really should. Is that part big, of the movie? <laughs> big, big eye boogers. Big boogers in the big... <laughs> Open your eyes, you crazy son of a bitch! <laughs> Uh, next from Shout Factory, you have the class of 1984. Oh, dude, oh, have you guys seen that movie? Yeah, it's been a long time. Wow, awesome! Uh, and we also have from Shout Factory the Eddie and the Cruisers, Eddie and the Cruisers Two, Eddie Lives Double Pack, <laughs> Double Pack, nice. Oh, man. I love me some Eddie and the Cruisers. I've never seen that second one of you. Yeah, I've seen the second one. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. Any good? On the dark side. Uh, no. No. There was one? No. Not any. Yeah. Not good. Okay, got it. No, not good at all. That's why it's a two-pack. <laughs> yeah, it's a two-pack. <laughs> Please take it. We don't want it. Yeah, just... Yeah, just take this Here, one. You can have it. Really? Oh, okay. <sighs> All right. Thank you. Why are you giving this to me? I feel there's a catch. Uh, next, we have the. Thank you. Bye bye. Disney Movie Co- Club exclusive of Return to Oz from 1985. Holy crap. Starring the creepy. Young Feruza Balk. Oh my god, I remember Dorothy. that. She's like yeah. really young. Disneyland. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was really strange looking. Like, I don't know why anybody went, you know what? That girl, that's a Dorothy right there. It is like the Wizard of Oz. I think she's like, she kind of looks like a bizarro world Judy Garland or something. Yeah, she's Nightmare Dorothy. But what didn't make any sense is uh, Judy Garland in Wizard of Oz looks like an adult. Yeah. But in this one, she looks like a little girl. It doesn't, I I guess they weren't trying to match it up or match it up or something. No, I don't think they cared. They should have just balked at the whole thing. Uh, oh. Did you guys see what I did there, huh? Yeah. You guys like that? <laughs> I think they did. Uh, next, we have another Disney Movie Club exclusive, Swiss Family Robinson on Blu-ray. Oh. I loved that movie as a kid. It's I wanted like to live in a treehouse. Really bad Disney movie. That, they get into all sorts of trouble, don't they? All, all kinds of scraps. Just like it looks in Disney World. That's the name well. <laughs> I always, when the, in those movies, I remember watching them as a kid, I was be like, oh, come on, what else could happen in this movie? Like, all of a sudden, a cougar attacks, or... You'd be surprised. Avalanche! The house is on fire! Sure, Tidal witch tsunami! There's <laughs> <laughs> a lion eating one of our children! Cyanide gas is coming up <laughs> to the ground for no reason! <laughs> 
Jim Jones is here. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Everybody get back. We got a gas leak. No! That's, that's, that happens whenever you're, you know, in Brain the middle Ross. of the jungle. He's whacking the propane tank with a stick. <laughs> and finally, on Blu-ray on this limited week of releases, we have Zardoz. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Two societies, one intellectual, one physical, side by side, but never meet. I can do uh, Sean Connery. Wow, what a... I. There words cannot express. I mean, have you ever seen it? No. It's, it's such bizarre. a strange movie. I've seen it. It's it so like bizarre. I don't. They think would air it things. on like Turner Classic Movies at two a.m. I've given up on it several times when it's on. It's just like yeah. <laughs> it's 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 indecipherable it. and it's just really strange. Have you ever seen what Sean Connery looks like in it, Stephen? This is his outfit in the movie. Oh, the red cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, that is you know, high high boots and an orangey red cod piece. And he's got a pistol <laughs> yeah. with crisscross bandolero style. And there's that suspenders. giant head. Yeah, the head. I wonder what the trailer's like for that. I just gotta look real quick. This can't be beyond nineteen eighty four, beyond two thousand one. Beyond love, beyond death, beyond good. Zardoz speaks to you, his chosen ones. The gun is good. The gun is good. The gun is good. Go forth and kill. What the hell? <laughs> Zardoz. In the stone head. I don't know. It is the only path and passage into the vortex. You will show me how you come to be here. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Wow. Bizarre. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like if Beneath the Planet of the Apes was just the feature length of the people worshipping the, the the nuclear missile. Yeah, just all about them. Yeah, it's just so creepy and stupid. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, stupid. I like the floating head, though. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay, and that's on Blu-ray now, Bill? That's on Blu-ray so through now, Twilight Time. It's a limited release, so there's it. only 5,000 of them being uh, pressed. We need to pick that sucker up. How many being pressed? 5,000. 5, Whoa. Limited edition. Mm-hmm. You can show it off to all your friends and have them go, why? I know. I, I want it. I want to get it signed by Sean Connery. Isn't he dead? What? No. Oh, no. You're the man now, dog. Oh, thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, is that everything? That's it. All right, Bill, thank you for doing the DVDs this week. Woohoo! Quite welcome. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And
Uh, whatever happened to Cake Boss? After his uh, DWI or DUI, did his show ever come back or did it get canceled? No, I think it got canceled. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're an Alki. You're no longer on TLC. Five seasons, 151 episodes of that shit. Wow. How did you know that off the top of your head? I Googled it. Oh, nice. Is it canceled? Cake Boss canceled? No, I don't think there's any definitive answer. I could look at the wiki. It's maybe Let the me look off at the wiki. season or something. On January 26, 2015, Cake Boss was renewed for two additional seasons. Even Einstein was wrong a couple times. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to see Buddy again sometime. Yeah, someday, sometime. All right, guys. That was the show, I guess. What do I usually say at this point? All right, everyone, that was the show. Thank you so much for listening. That was ETL Daily, episode 13. Lucky 13, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, everyone... Stephen's excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is. He's so elated by it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Where am Very I? Very excited. Yeah, this is not my too. beautiful home. Now, guys, if you want to check out the show and other shows and stuff like that, go to etlandfill.com. There you can find uh, a link to our archive to listen to all of our old shows. And you can uh, send us an email at nimpodcast at gmail.com or send us a voicemail at 1-206-309-4729. And also, there's a link there to our group on Facebook, and you can join us there and talk about stuff. It should be awesome. So, guys, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show, and uh, we'll see you next time and stuff like that. Right, Stephen? Yes, sir. Sound really excited, Stephen? We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little creepy. Not, not, yeah. Isn't everybody as excited as I am? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right, guys. He just so... can't hide it. He's about to lose control, and he thinks he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> so elated there, Stephen. Steven, you still there? Uh, what? Huh? Dave, that's intense. Yes, I'm here. Still. Thank you. <laughs> well, guys, I want everyone to have a great time and great wine. <laughs> Bill, help me out here. I'm dying. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Everybody, go watch Daredevil. We'll talk about it next time. All right. <laughs> Later days, man. I got nothing. All right, end music. Everybody get back! We got a gas leak! No! Now this is podcasting!